So if I'm a citizen of heaven, then that means that there are certain things that, uh, certain behaviors and certain things that I do. For example, um, like if, if I'm a, like as a citizen of the United States, as a citizen of the United States, <coughs> excuse me, as a citizen of the United States, there are certain rights and privileges that I have that are written in the Constitution, you know, the right to bear arms, the, the right to vote, <clears throat> free speech, so on. I have certain rights. But as a citizen of heaven, there are also certain rights and privileges that I have um, and certain behaviors that I must demonstrate in order to keep my citizenship. Just like in the United States, <clears throat> there are certain things that simply must do <clears throat> to keep my citizenship. And so it's the same thing in the kingdom of heaven. And you find it in Matthew chapter six and verse nine. He says uh, in the Lord, in the prayer, he teaches the disciples. He says, pray then like this, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So what's the first responsibility of a citizen of heaven? I must hallow the name of the Lord. I must make his name what? Holy. I must sanctify his name in my heart. It's like Peter says at second Peter three fifteen. in the, <clears throat> he says in your heart, Sanctify the Lord Yeshua as Lord in your heart. Sanctify the Lord Yeshua. Set him apart as Lord in your heart. That means that his name it must be made holy in my heart. By my and my behavior must reflect that. He and he must be set apart in my heart as Lord. That means the decider, the one who makes all the decisions in my life. And that's how we make the name the name of the Lord holy. When we make him Lord by doing as he says, he is being sanctified. He is being hallowed. Because he is the one making the choices. He is, he is the one who's, who's um, leading me. Hallowed means to make holy. That's what, that's what being, that's what we're, when you hallow his name, that's what we're doing. We're making his name holy. We're setting it apart, saying this name is the name that control, right, that controls my life. <clears throat> so our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Then what do I do as a citizen? What are my what are my what are my what are my responsibilities? Your kingdom come, right? That's first. Your kingdom come. I work for the kingdom to come. I work for His will to be done. That's what I do. I work for His kingdom to come. I work and I live for His will to be done. That's what I do. I work for His kingdom to come. I live for His will to be done. And so that's my responsibility on earth as well. That's my work. That's my job. I work in my life for his kingdom to come, which is what the Bible says in Romans, what that kingdom is, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, right? By living a life of righteousness, by pursuing peace, by having joy in the Holy Spirit, that's the kingdom of God. I work for his kingdom, that kingdom to spread in the world. And by preaching holiness and truth and doing the right thing, what am I doing? I am spreading his kingdom on earth, right? And then, my, and then when I say his will be, he says, your will be done. That's how I live. That's my entire existence. If I don't live like that, I'm not a citizen of heaven. I'm not living as a citizen. If I don't say, if my life is not, Lord, your will be done in all things, I'm not a citizen of heaven. That's what he says. I live for his will to be done. Why? Because we're supposed to be like Yeshua. And Yeshua teaches us in John, um, John 6, verse 38, he says, I come down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. 
And that's what our attitude must be. Lord, I am in this world only to do your will, just like your will is done in heaven. In heaven, the angels do the will of God without question. All the rebellious elements are gone. They're not there anymore. So everything that's in, left in heaven does what the will of God wants, does the will of God. All the angels, everything in heaven does what God wants perfectly. And they don't just run around doing stuff, you know, just arbitrarily, randomly, just, oh, I think I should do this for God. No, they wait for God's instructions and then they take action on those instructions. So that's why he says, your kingdom come, that's what we work for in our hearts and in the world. And then uh, he says, your will be done. That's how I live on earth as it is in heaven. We want the will of God to be done on earth, just like it's done in heaven. And then what are our rights? So see these, those, what we just talked about, those are our responsibilities to God. Those are our obligations to God. But then what do we get? What do we get because we're citizens? Verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. The Lord promises us that if we are his citizens and we're living for his kingdom to come and for his will to be done and we're hallowing his name, what is he going to do for us? Because we're acting like citizens. He says, I will, he says, give us this day our daily bread. He will give us our daily bread. What we need to live every day, right? It might, we, we're not always going to eat um, Red Lobster and Olive Garden, you know what I'm saying? But the bottom line is, is that he's providing for us our basic needs, right? He's going to take care of our basic needs, you know what I mean? And he's going to provide for us. And he does that for our brothers and sisters all over the world, our poor, starving, struggling brothers all over the world. He'll put, you know, some poor brother somewhere in some Southeast Asia or Africa somewhere, or some maybe South America, Central America somewhere, brother be struggling and hungry and not have a place to stay, God will send one of his people to go and help that brother and provide him food and take care of him because the word of the Lord will never fail. It never fails. It can't be broken. He says, so give us this day our daily bread and forgive us. And then what, what else are we going to get? And forgive us our debts. You see, he's going to forgive us our sins when, we are, when we're a kingdom citizen. And one of our responsibilities attached to that is in order for us to get forgiveness, we must do what? Forgive other people. He says, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. So that's another kingdom responsibility. As citizens of, of God's kingdom, we must forgive people when they do wrong to us. And as there's no limit on that. Peter tried to, you know, you know, and out of sincerity ask, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times? I mean, you know, it's like, my goodness, how many times is somebody going to offend me in a day? But the Lord says, no, not seven, seven times, but 70 times, seven times. That's 490 times. And what the point the Lord was trying to make in that is, unlimited forgiveness, unlimited forgiveness. There's not, there's not going to be a time when you don't forgive your neighbor. That was the point of that. And so for us, it's the very same thing. You and I must have hearts of forgiveness. When somebody wrongs us, we must do what? Forgive them. That's what we must do. We've got to forgive them. We got to not keep a record of wrongs. If somebody does wrong to us, we say, Lord, we give that loss to you. I just take the loss. I don't go anywhere expecting respect. I give all that up, Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm a dead man. I've already, I died in you. Dead people don't get offended. And so if I do get offended, then something in me is not dead. Some pride, some arrogance somewhere is not dead in me if I'm getting, if I'm getting offended by personal attacks on me. You know, you look at the life of Yeshua, and I'm about to wrap up here in a second. And you look at the life of Yeshua, 
and all the things that they called him, prince of devils, child of fornication, you know, all these different things. He never got angry about that. He's like, if you call me prince of devils, child of fornication, whatever, I forgive you. But if you talk about the spirit, I'm not going to, you can't be forgiven. But they called him all manner of things and they still do to this day. And what does he do? He forgives them. And so we have the same obligation as citizens of heaven. Any type of offense that somebody does to us, we must forgive it. Now, there are certain things that we should be getting angry about. What are the things that Yeshua got angry about? He got angry about children being mistreated. He got angry about people not wanting other folks to get healed. He got angry at hardness of heart. Uh, he got angry at when people were trying to, uh, like I said, keep children away from him. He was angry when there was injustice against other people, but not when people were uh, saying ugly and um, godless and blasphemous things against him. So that's our obligation. Somebody says something against us, hey, I forgive you, whatever. But when other people are being wronged, when there's injustice against others, that's when we should be upset and, and want to do something to fix it. And then lastly, one of the benefits of being um, a, a kingdom citizen, verse 13, he says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. As a citizen of heaven, what happens? The Lord will not allow me to be led into temptation. He says, but he, and what that means is, is that he is not going to allow me to be tempted without intervention. He's going to tell me this, what you're about to do is wrong. Because that's what the role of the Holy Spirit is. The Bible says in John 14, 26, he will teach you all things, bring back to your remembrance all things, and guide you into all truth. So the Holy Spirit is going to tell you and me, don't do this. Or you're going to, or you're going to, or you're going to be, or you're going to fall into, you're going to fall into the sin. If he, he's going to tell you, and then we have a choice whether we're going to listen or not. And if we choose not to listen, that's when we fall into the temptation. You see, the Holy Ghost will tell you and me. He will tell us when we're about to do something evil. And so he, he's not going to allow us to just blindly go into the wrong thing. He's not going to allow us to do that. There's going to be intervention, even if it's a, a comment, a small little comment. Like I remember, I remember playing basketball. I was going to play basketball with the boys when I was working at New Hope. And right there in that split second, as I was about to do that, one of the coworkers came up to me and I, and I knew, and it was the Holy Ghost telling through her telling her that she said, you don't have shoes for that. That was the Lord speaking to, through her to me. And what happened? I didn't listen. I played basketball with the boys anyway, and my knee got messed up because of that. So you see what I'm saying? This is what happens when you don't listen. Warning always comes before judgment. So this is the thing he says, and lead us not into temptation. And he will not lead us into temptation. He will not allow us to fall into temptation like heathen, people who aren't born again. People who aren't born again don't have the spirit. They just sin. They just sin without any any type of reservations, any type of restraint. They just do it. With us who follow and know the Lord, there is a restraint. There is an intervention. There is a conviction from God that says, don't do it. And then he says, but deliver us from evil. That's the last thing. <clears throat> and that's exactly what the Lord will do for us. The Lord will deliver us from evil. He will take us out of evil situations or he'll change the hearts of people. When we're in evil situations that are not of our doing, you know, the Lord will eventually deliver us out of those situations. One way or the other, we're coming out. 
But and then sometimes when we're put in those situations, what the Lord is either testing us, he is uh, refining us, he is making us more holy when we're in rough situations, difficult boss, difficult spouse, difficult job, you know, difficult family, difficult circumstances all around us. Evil. He puts us in those situations to do what? To refine us, to make us more holy, to make us more godly, to where we can continue to die to ourselves. That's the circumcision of Romans chapter two, that he says that um, circumcisions of the heart in the spirit, whose praise is not from man, but from God. The Lord is cutting away our self-will, our selfish ambition, our stubbornness, our hard hardness, our, uh, our bad habits. He is exposing all that and purifying us from that through our through those um, difficult situations. So that's what it means to be a citizen of heaven. And again, you know, we have to be very, very careful that in all that we do, we are not being enemies of the cross of Christ. I just want to read that uh, that one passage one more time. Um, hold on one second. In Philippians, in chapter. In chapter, um, in chapter, in chapter three, he says, their end is their, their end is destruction. Their God is their belly and they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven and from it, we await a savior, the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So remember, if we're enemies of the cross, how do I know that I'm an enemy of the cross? Is my God my appetite, my self-will, my selfish appetite? I want something to please the flesh and I go after it. Um, am I, do I glory in something that I should be ashamed of? Do I celebrate things that are evil that I should be ashamed of? Um, or is my mind set on earthly things, the things of the world, being like the world, following the trends of the culture? Is my mind set on that? And if my mind is set on being like the world, then I'm an enemy of Christ, enemy of the cross. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in your holy name, Yeshua, we thank you so much for your word, Lord. Help us to be set apart for you to be holy. Help us, Father of heaven, to not do... Um, to not be enemies of the cross, Father Heaven, by being worldly, by celebrating things we should be ashamed of and following whatever sinful lusts we have, Father. Please cleanse us of our foolishness, Lord, that's in us. All foolishness and rebelliousness and stubbornness, Lord, that's in us. Please cleanse us, Lord, of all of that, Father. All that unforgiveness that's in our heart, Father. And uh, may we be true and holy kingdom citizens of yours. In Yeshua's name, amen.